0: Blog Talk Radio Welcome to the Child Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of The Best Child Whisper. If you want to raise happy, successful, and cooperative children, thanks for tuning in today because I know you do. I know you want that. And my intention and my um, mission is to support you in creating that outcome. And you can. You can, first of all, start talking about what's working in your life, how well your children are doing, focus more and more on the positives. And then just give a focused um, effort to dealing with the upsets and things that aren't quite as balanced and thriving as you would like. But we tend to focus more on what's not working, have a lot of conversations around that, rather than calling our friends and saying, hey, my life's great. Tell me how great your life is. So make sure you flow your energy by talking about what's going well. Uh, the phones are open today. Give me a call at 347 677 one nine six three as the number to call to get on today's show, and remember to hit the number one um, to queue that show, put you in the queue. The topic today is marriage challenges: how to thrive when you're not on the same page, and this can be a real struggle for parents. The um, we'll get into that today when there's different types of parents involved to begin with, and that can be an eye opener when you understand the four types, and then some others things of what different um, people have a certain different levels of what they value and what they think is important when it comes to parenting children. But we'll talk about that. Let's start with a success story. This came in from a mom. I love what you're doing for me and my family through your work with the child whisperer. My children are already raised, but I have apologized to them, and I've been working on healing wounds that I caused in them when they were young. It is wonderful to interact with my grandchildren in a new way and allow them to be themselves. Thank you, Carol. I want to kind of put a little um, share my thoughts on that I suggest to a parent they apologize. I understand you never, there was no ill intent in the way you parented your children, but that's what I call accidental wounding when we parent a child contrary to their nature and actually influence them repressing that t- true nature. Once we have this awareness and go, ooh, I could have done some things differently. That apology is a way of saying, I love you, I support you, and I want you to know that now. And I, I'm sorry that I didn't understand what I now understand. And the validation that comes from that is profound. Um and and so that just again it's not because you feel guilty about anything it's a way to set the energy right to start anew and to start showing up in a way that your kids know no matter what age they are I love you I'm here for you and I want to support you so good for you to make that to make that decision and open that conversation with your kids so today's topic again marriage challenges how to thrive when you're not on the same page And the first question comes in from a a mom. She says, what advice would you give me as a new type four stay-at-home mom with a type one husband who is self-employed? He has a random schedule and random pay coming in. How do I stay sane? I am struggling with the inconsistent schedule and timing of my husband's work and personal life. I'd like to tell him what to do since I'm a type four, but since I don't want to be mother, I resist and don't say anything. This isn't working because I get really annoyed and drained about his inconsistent schedule. This can be um, really stressful for both parties. Again, if he's working at, if he's an entrepreneur, he's self-employed. Um, does he go out to work on a day-to-day basis? Uh, does he have the, the correct support to manage the financial side of the business? And those are There are things that I think are reasonable for you to know to, to appease your own worry, because you're going to conclude that he's missing pieces or not going through, because to you, uh, in order to be thorough, in order to be follow through, you need structure. Now, that is true for you. That is your nature. Structure is your innate way of dealing with life. So you're going to think that someone that doesn't have the kind of structure that is your natural gift, there's going to be fallout from that. There's going to be uh, potential um, side effects that are negative. And so that's where your mind doesn't have enough information to be able to then have the correct uh, perceptions to draw the correct conclusion so that you're not going and these mental tangents with what could happen. And so I think it's you need to get informed. You need to ask in a way that's loving and kind and supportive and explain your tendency to be um, feeling nervous about it. You know, hopefully your husband is understanding the four types of energy that you're a type four and your tendency is to operate very structuredly. His is to be more random. In order to support you, you need some more um, information about how things going and then to ask, how can I support you? So you don't have enough information. Just stay, resist saying anything because you don't want to get, yeah, you don't want to do that sort of do this, do that, micromanaging him, telling him what to do or he shouldn't do. You don't have enough information, it sounds like, on what he is doing. You just observe and see what it looks like. But are you having heart to heart conversations to really be informed? To ask? Because I want to, the reason I'm asking you questions is not to second guess or doubt your ability to be successful. Um, I just got a note from my producer. Let me finish this real quick. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry, I had a little bit of a thought interruption there. Let me finish my train of thought here. Don't ask questions in, in ask questions to get informed rather than to question him. Ask questions in a way to get the information you need and to share your concerns and worries But then, and then work together in a way that supports both of you so that you can be a wife to his. There's a lot of successful type one, um, business people, entrepreneurs, and that's not dependent on your type. There's just, we go about it differently depending on our true nature. So she's telling me, my producer, that, um, my show was only set for 15 minutes instead of 45. Our apologies for that. So what's going to happen, I guess, because, uh, um, we want to get the show recorded as it all announce when the live show is going to go off the air. And then I'm going to just be in recording mode after that. So my apologies. If there's any of you that are waiting to speak to me, now'd be a good time to show us by pressing one and we'll get that taken care of. Um, and next week we'll have that technical glitch corrected and we'll be able to do a live show for the full 45 minutes. So I've got a. um, Plenty of email questions, though, that have come in. So I'm grateful for all of you that email parenting at liveyourtruth.com. The next question, so I hope that helps to understand why you're asking the questions. And notice when you're not informed, you're going to create your own information and then create more reasons to doubt and worry. So, um I have a blog post too, a blog post series on the Carol blog and I think this would be really helpful for today's topic which is that um, just how to thrive when you're not on the same page. Well, if you're two different types, you're going to first of all not be on the same page by how you approach life. Most couples are not of the same energy type. And I have a blog series if you can back, we recorded a Um, we talked about the combination of each combination, type one married to type one, type one married to type two. You know, there were actually four variables within each type. So we ended up with 12 videos. We recorded all those and we have them on the carolblog.com and they are fascinating. And what we did was I get asked a lot, What's the best combination? And I say, there's no best combination. There's going to be some predictable challenges and some predictable successes based on what you both bring that's natural for you. And they'll you'll be given tips then because what we did was give tips how to interact with that's the spouse of that particular type. And so you can watch those depending on, um, you can watch the type four married to a type one. Well, I guess there were, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting... There actually couldn't have been 12 because once we did the one in four, we didn't need to do it again. So anyway, you've got this set of that you can source and um, watch the type four, type one combination. That's going to give you some tips on how to support yourself and support your husband and invite him to learn more if he's not yet, especially if he's a dad. Invite him to learn about the Child whisper is a good place, or to start with. It's just my nature. So, source those relation. We call them the relationship series. They're really, really amazing. So, I've got a caller on the line at eight zero one. You're hi. How are you? Hi. Good. How can I help you today?
1: Um, so I'm a type two mom and my son is four years old and he's a type three. And I've just started doing like dressing your truth and child whisper and um, just uh, since wow. October. But Great. The, question Welcome. I have, thanks. the question I have is about, I, I know that I need like downtime and quiet time for myself, but my son uh-huh. is always pushing and always on the go. So sure. something I've just re- yeah. reverted to is um, putting him like in front of the TV or the iPad, sure. like having him do something so I can like have some time to myself. Right. And How like, old I is he again? That at, he's four. Okay. But... Which now you're not alone. Point, I'm
0: pretty sure that's um every parent <laughs> is doing that to some degree, so Right.
1: It's like I just like by the time the afternoon comes, I'm just like, he's pushed me so hard and I just need yeah. a break. But now yeah. it's getting to the point that he is so determined to have his show and that's all he wants and that's like all he can think about is having his show and then when it's time to turn off, you know, when it's at the end of 30 minutes or an hour and then it's time to be done. He's just, he's a crazy man.
0: Okay. You know, you've kind of got him. um, Does he go to preschool or have any predictable play dates or anything um, every week?
1: He does go to preschool, but he's only doing two days a week. And um, I got, I got him in swimming and karate. I'm trying to get him more, physical outlets but still like I am not as much of a goer like he has he has sure. a type no of that's what I'm saying that, where you
0: where you don't have to be there
1: right right so he does have preschool two days a week but I don't think it's enough and he's just like the t te- the the shows have like sort of been a part of our routine but I just and it used to be fine like i'd give him a warning i'd say like you know five more minutes and then it would be fine we'd transition to the next thing but well, now let me it's like let I'm, me speak
0: to how let rather than i think see what's happened, maybe you need to cut back on what you've been doing um and he's 4 years old he's uh, he's able to engage in activities without you constantly watching over him you know you can certainly be in another room when he's doing something you know um, yeah. that's been set up, what I what I want to speak to is not so much the his way of trying to get his way with you, which is classic type three behavior to push you till you just break down and you can't take it anymore.
1: Right. So, so finally, like, I'm like, fine, you can have your show. Yeah, because
0: what you're happy, you got to meet him with the same kind of in your face energy, okay? Because you're probably being oh, your very really type... Hard.
1: That's really I funny. know,
0: but I, I think I watched my daughter Anne. You know who you're you're probably um, familiar with. Anne has a type of three little girl. who will be three, and she just has to like put her at time. That's it. You know, she she kind to have, and it's a quick shift. It's not like you're gonna have a yelling match for a long time. You just gotta she the. Your son's trying to override you, so because he knows it works on some level that you finally that's working for him. See, you've taught him right. you can do this, and I will then comply. So, right. you got to get hit your inner, you've got to be justice. That doesn't mean you have to be loud. It just means energetically, you've got to hold your ground and just say, Nope, that's it. Okay, we're moving over here. You know, you got to like change the scenery, move them somewhere else, firmly take that little body and go, you know, just with a real confidence to say, No. See, right. Then you're mad. Then he knows you're energetically in charge of this because he's trying to take over and be in charge. Well, and so I, you've I, got to just be willing, you know, and I'll see, I'll see Anne respond to Katie with questions. Do you want to turn off the show now? And I'm like, you are wasting your time
1: Just
0: off now. See, you're, pre- you're, 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 you are such of the questioning nature that you'll we'll try and get your children, your child to cooperate by giving them a question, thinking they're going to say yes. And I'm like, Bag the question, just tell him what you want. Make it real clear, real firm. Here's the decision. Because in this case, you know what's best for him. You know, you got to trust that. And you just got to deal with a child that's going to push back at you. See, he's pushing back. Don't give him a chance to push back. Look how you're phrasing it. Look at your, are you trying to be soft and you're being, you know, you don't, you're trying to soften him and he's just like,
1: Girl.
0: So, but then, you then just, I feel
1: like I feel like when I am firm, like I'm like shows are done. That's like when he goes into like he's just crazy. Like the shows. Yeah, you're gonna have to freaking out. Yeah, but
0: yeah, and then you need. Okay, we well, Let's go outside and run around. Okay, okay come on. It's we're gonna take that energy. To and we're, gonna
1: go. right we're gonna right go.
0: now. Yep. And then we're gonna take that energy and we're gonna put it into action right now. Okay. Don't try and have a dialogue about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I what he's four? I do that.
0: He's 4. Why and you've crying? lost him on the first sentence. Oh, see you see the question right there. Why are you crying? Like
1: I, I told you see. that I told you that the show was no, you don't need to cry. Why are you crying? And he's just See where that's going nowhere. More and more.
0: Yeah, and that's probably irritating to him too cuz it's like I can't handle this discussion, you know, like you know, he can't, he's four years old for one. I don't think any, a child of any type, maybe there's a way to have reason with a type four, four year old, but the other, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you're having an emotional ex- response that's trying to manipulate you in that moment. And you've showed him he okay. can.
1: Right. He, like, and that's part of like the type two stuff that I'm dealing with is like that I have been pushed over and I have been like yeah, you know like yeah, but you're inviting you have their to, way. To,
0: you have to be willing to see where you invite it. Why are you crying? I, you know why he's crying. You know you you know every answer to the question you're posing him, and you're not going to try and um, asking him those questions. It's not going to give him any where he's going to finally go. Oh, okay, I'll stop screaming at you. <laughs> He's not going to have it. So you got to go run that energy out.
1: Right.
0: Okay. And stay well, The moment he starts his tantrum, just, we're
1: going to go yep. do something.
0: Yep. Come on. Let's go. Okay. Right now. Uh, let's go outside. How fast. See, you'll switch his attention and, and it'll shift.
1: Well, his. his and just type say, you're really so good. good.
0: And say to him, I love how passionate you are that's awesome. Look how you really like put it out there. I really
1: want that show. I don't, show. <laughs> I don't like even talk about the so show. That. Like yeah. my husband just like when Kale starts, I mean when my, when Brecken starts to freak out, like Kale just like starts wrestling him or start yeah. to play chase or like just start to be really active with him. And I guess that's just, a light bulb, like I should do that same thing. But I felt yeah. like that was like a dad thing. Like dad, rough and no. tumble. Like I don't feel like I'm a rough and tumble
0: mom. You don't have, no, you don't have to rough and tumble, but you got to, what your goal is to run the energy out. Okay. That's now trying to get it's It's that type three energy is trying to use it to get his way, Okay, you know, without even having the ability to understand that that's not even really what he wants to be doing anyway. My daughter, my other daughter has a type three son and he got, she got to a point where she realized she was giving him, she was doing the exact same thing. She put him in front of the, you know, gave him the iPad or put him in front of a show because she was worn out. She was doing exactly what you're talking about. And then it came to work against her because he would, that's all he wanted to do. All he wanted to do is like watch television. So she took him off it. She took him off it completely because she realized and oh, I've got to strike go? some balance here. It didn't go, you know, it was tough for the first couple of days, but finally, again, she had to engage this little boy with some other things. And he's now in kindergarten. So he goes to school every day, but it was pre you See, You're in this, this kind of tricky period where there's just too much, they're, they're, their energy's too much for you. And they don't have a daily a daily out. And and so you gotta just make the best of it and be um, you know, the more that he can employ his physical self or even get focused on a project of some kind, um, rather than just watching something, he's very hands on, projects are great. What's an appropriate project for a little four year old boy? Um, but he, you're hates, he put,
1: hates he hates art. Like when I think project, I think art and he like hates like anything, no, gone, go to the craft anything? store
0: with him. There's a lot of stuff at the craft store, okay? Just you you know, know yeah. there's a lot, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. What you know as you start to see this differently, you're gonna get your own insights and inspiration too, okay? So, thanks for calling in.
1: Thank you so much. All right, bye bye.
0: Bye. I've got my next caller on the show, Joni. You're with me,
1: okay. Um, hi so how are I'm you a type, I'm good thanks um, I'm a type 4 and my son will be 4 this week and he uh-huh. is he's I think a 3 with a strong 4 he might be a 4 with a strong 3 still figuring it out Okay. either way they're both strong
0: <laughs> okay um,
1: so I have two part question with, with him um, first of all he always wants what someone else has. Like, okay. Today I gave him, you know, we have five coloring books out, but he wanted the picture that I chose. Always. It's more so with his little sister, who is three in June. And, and how old he again? Part, He'll be four this week. He'll be four? Yeah. So
0: these kids are really close in age, I take it.
1: Yeah, they're 15 months apart. Okay. Um, and then the other part is that he always has to have somebody with him. And so it's, it's getting really pushy the last little while. And we've had some talks. So talking with him has helped. But he'll be like, okay, now play with me. Mom, play with me. I need someone okay, to with Okay, so I'm going to go
0: back to your pregnancy with your second child. You got pregnant when he was six months old?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. And did um, you get really ill or what changed for him when you got pregnant?
1: Uh, It wasn't the pregnancy. He went through a lot. We changed our lives. My husband quit school and work and we moved in with his parents for four months. Then we moved in with my brother for three months and then she was born.
0: How was your health during that time? Were you healthy during your pregnancy? Did you have a lot of morning sickness? What was your.
1: What Um, what was going on for you? I was pretty good. I know that when I was living with my brother, I suffered with a little bit of depression right before she was born. But physically. And are you still living with
0: family now? No. So now you're back in your own independent. Yeah, we moved in.
1: And then she was born like that week.
0: Okay, so your son's showing you signs of um, there's anxiety that he's been, that that he's trying to, what your story, what happened is significant enough to create a sense of uncertainty and insecurity for him. And the fact you got pregnant when he was a baby, um, the two moves, that he's trying to prevent something by being extra um obsessive about wanting to make sure he has his, okay? So there's a, a limiting belief that's subconscious operating for him that just kind of got imprinted due to early ex- experiences to that say um, th- things can be nephew. taken
1: from me. Yeah, because we moved in um, with so, his nephew or his cousin.
0: Yeah. So he didn't have his own space, his own. So and you may have felt the same and your child's kind of running the energy for everybody on this because that's what can happen. One child can kind of be the the family um, conduit for the energy of the family that no one's addressing. No one's owning it. No one's putting words, voice to the energy. And then the child becomes the one that's out of balance that shows everybody. Well, we kind of all had this experience. But he's the one running it for everybody. And so do you do any energy tapping or um, EFT or any of those techniques that I teach?
1: I, I haven't very much, but I am familiar with it. I just haven't done it much.
0: Well, the, see, you can do surrogate tapping for your child and it's actually your own stuff as well. Cause you know, yeah, there's a lot of changes You get pregnant. Um, when you have a six month old baby, two big moves, losing your own sense of place, you know, that's a lot of stuff going on in a short period of time. So what I would do is, um, and you can get, you know, I have my Carol Tuttle healing center. When you go to caroltuttle.com, you can see a, um, information on that. But I teach you in that healing center how to do the tapping. But I would do tapping for your family and surrogate for your child. Um, and I would create my own script and the script would sound something like, and I have a lot of these videos on my blog where I'm showing you different energy techniques. And so I basically tune into what are the core issues here. Um, I can't have mine. Um, I'm insecure. Going to lose what I own. Can't have my own space. Lost my home. Um, had an, you know. How would your child feel with having another sibling? With he's still only 15 months old now. Mom's giving care to two babies. You know, there's just you can clear this. This is an old energy that's running that um, he'll carry into his life where he's always going to be like watching out for himself. And so you can clear this because that's what happens was we'll have emotional stress, emotional experiences, but we repress them. We make the best of it. We pretend we're fine. Everything was fine. And then our children either show us where the emo- emotional balances are or we show ourselves with our own emotional experience. Um, and we that's why the energy tapping and the en- emotional healing work I teach is so valuable because you can... You can integrate that energy. You can heal it. You can bring it back into balance.
1: Right,
0: and that's what I would do.
1: Um, Between so, I'm going to start this. How much do you think I
0: should often? Oh, I teach people to do it, Um, especially when it's up, uh, when it's presenting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would tap on my own kids. My son came home from school one day. I have this funny story about Mark. Yeah, Mark. Mark, Mark like was that. about eight, eight or nine, and I, I was, you know, I got into this in the '90s, in the early '90s, and um, was one of the first to really get into the energy tapping scene. But my son, who was, yeah, he was in grade school, he was upset, he was talking about how upset he was about school, and and I said, "Come on over here," and he goes, "No, you're going to start tapping on me." <laughs> and then I'll feel fine and I don't want to feel fine because I'm really mad about this. <laughs> I went to his bedroom one day when he was in high school and he had a little note pinned up on the ceiling that said tap. It was so cute. I thought, "Oh, that's great." So I would write there like so, see he's just showing you behavior that says I'm upset about something else. You know, I'm 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 scared. I'm scared. I'm going to lose somebody or something's going to happen. I'm scared. I'm stressed. So yeah, start tapping on him. Okay. Because the problem is in that energy is running and you're trying to correct the behavior. When emotional energy is so strong, it's very difficult to change behavior. That's that true for sense. any of us. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Well, thanks for calling in.
1: Well, how um, how long and often do you think I should do this? Like, is this like a one time thing, or do it for a month? No, or? no, you got to do it
0: till you see it shift. You'll it'll it, oh. you'll know, you'll know. Okay, you'll just go. Okay, that's you know we've been able to. And, and if you're really interested in this, the Carol Tuttle Healing Center is a good place yeah, to
1: check
0: that out. You know, it's it's affordable and it gives you lots of um, sessions and scripts and teaches you kind of how to word things and how to do the tapping while you're speaking things. Awesome. it's easy to learn. It's very easy yeah. to learn. So great. That is Thanks. So
1: cool. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. So back to my questions that came in through email. Um, I've got a great question from a type one wife with a type four husband. And she says, I'm a type one and my husband is a type four. Right now in our budget, my fund money is very limited. We have two little kids and I And I'm a stay-at-home mom. My husband and I agree never to make purchases without discussing it between us. When there are things I want, I tell my husband, about them randomly as I see something I like or something comes up. He usually says no because we hadn't planned on the purchase. I try to write down all my wants and needs in an effort to plan ahead, but it's not helpful because then I lose all those lists and it's too much work for me. I feel like every time I have a want, it takes so much effort for me to convince my husband to agree to make the purchase. We don't struggle financially. It seems like as long as it's his idea, he doesn't mind spending money, but when I ask him for something, 90% of the time he doesn't agree to it. Or when he does, he becomes angry. I feel like I'm stuck. And I think back to the times when I was single and I earned my own money and I didn't have to report to anyone. I could just spend it on fun things I wanted. I wish I could earn my own income again, but I totally depend on my husband right now. We purchased the DYT men's course for my husband last year, but he never finished it. He doesn't take the time to learn about himself for me. I feel hopeless. Any advice would be much appreciated. Um, hey, I'm, I'm hearing you because that's just a really, uh, confined experience for you. You feel very confined. Now you're bringing, you have some belief still that says I don't have the, see, I'm, I'm one, if you read Remembering Wholeness, you'll understand that I believe, um, and it's worked very well, believing life that it is something showing up then I have a belief level that's manifesting that into my world. For the first step is to look at your own belief system and say, what am I still believing about myself that's making me feel like I have no money and I have no freedom to spend it as I choose to spend it according to what supports my natural self? And of course, I trust that you're going to be responsible. You're not going to overspend. You're not going to take your family into debt. It is correct for you to have the opportunity to have a pool of money that you can spend spontaneously, and that's there for you. And you don't. If you have to move everything through your type four husband, it's like going to your father or going to a parent and saying, can I do this, mommy or daddy? So what are you still believing that you're feeling that you're casting yourself in the child role in your relationship when it comes to money? Um, I've got a new Product I'm working on that's going to launch um, the end of March. So be looking for that from my uh, partner, Mind Valley, on healing your money issues and creating affluence in your life. I'm in the process right now of producing this, um, the content, putting the other content I need. It's going to be a live coaching call with me week to week because I have personally done this. I have successfully shifted from one of lack, struggle, and getting by to a life of affluence. And I want to teach other people how I've done this. Um, and I certainly have some other great programs out there, but I think the key for you is that, again, what, why are you, what are you believing that says you don't have a right? Is you change that belief into, I have a right. I'm supported in spending money. My husband supports me. One of the easiest ways to shift it is, and I talk about this on a blog video. I did a series of um, money, blogs for each of the four types. Type 1 is called generous and aloof, spending and savings as a type 1. For type 2, planner or worrywart, spending and saving as a type 2. Practical or cheap, spending and saving as a type 3. Structured or stingy, spending and saving as a type 4. See, so each one of those has a quality of a positive nature, generous and aloof, or a dysfunctional quality that we play out with money. I recommend those are free videos at thecarolblog.com. Go check them out. Learn about your patterns with money so you can start to manage it in a very functional, healthy way and learn about your spouse's patterns as well. And that's where, you know, call a meeting, a meeting of the minds, a meeting of the hearts to say, honey, I this is a big deal in my life. This means a lot to me. Um, and there's two issues you presented with me to me. The fact that you're not supported in how being able to spend a certain amount of money spontaneously. And you'll learn in the video, talk about my daughter-in-law, Jalea, and my type four, she's a type one, and my type four son, Mark, their experiences, they have agreed upon amount of money that is Jalea's, that is budgeted every month. It's Jalea's fund money. Mark does not ask questions about it. He says it's better that he does not, that he's. um it's her thing because he'll have an opinion about it. He knows he will. So it's just her thing. She does. She chooses certain things she values that she wants to spend money on that he does not. They would not agree on them together. And so they have a certain amount according to what their budget can justify that they've agreed on that Julia's fund money. It's She's accountable for it. She has an account for it. And Mark stays Um, doesn't make it his business. And that works really, really well. But if you don't believe you deserve that, you're going to have a a tough time opening that conversation up. So first, change your belief. What do you have to do? Second, have a conversation, really. um, Be honest about how you're feeling, what you want. What I want is. Don't wait for him to figure that out. This is how it makes me feel right now that I don't have this experience. And then um, that you said at the very end, I wish I could, um, he's never, he doesn't take the time to learn about himself for me. And say, you know, again, you get to put, you get to put a voice to that in a way that's not beating him up, putting him down, him. It's just say, this is what I want. It means I know our marriage, I feel supported. I want to support you. I know learning about each other would be very, it'd take us, It it would um, support us in many, many ways. I can guarantee, I I mean, I think it'd be reasonable to say that your intimate life is um, suffering because of this. That when a woman does not feel emotionally supported by the man in her life, it's very difficult to open up at an intimate level, on a sexual level. And most husbands are motivated by that, um, return from that effort to understand their wives as they enjoy that experience with their wives and women do too, once they feel supported emotionally, but the sexual piece really comes from, and be honest about that if you need to be, because, uh, you would like to see that thrive more, but that is a piece men are built very different than women. They can have a sexual experience without the emotional experience in a committed long-term relationship, it's nearly impossible. If you're running a healthy sexual expression, I'd say it's, um, women are designed to first, it's our emotional self that needs to be supported first in order to then open our most intimate parts of our body and our, who we are to the men in our, the man in our life. Um, and so you might want to educate him to that as well. So, you have a great opportunity to shift this, and I believe you will. Thanks for writing in. My next question, I'm a type four. My husband is a type two. I have a hard time letting him interact with the kids without stepping in. He uses shaming tones with them. If they were upset or crying when he's interacting with them, he gets really angry with me if I interfe- intervene. He thinks it's an attack on him, but most of the time my kids just want their mom. We have a four-month-old baby girl, a two-year-old type two girl, and a five-year-old type three girl. He also gets upset about things that aren't worth making a big deal about. For example, my two-year-old wet her pants when we were out, and he was convinced that she did it on purpose. He was going to make walk home in the cold and with wet pants to teach her not to wet her pants. Okay, we're talking about, let's see a two-year-old here. I want to put this in perspective. I don't think that'd be right to do with any. That's using that's using shame. That's using an effort of shame. So he has a belief that if you shame a child, that's how they correct their behavior. That shame is the form of discipline being used here, that he has a belief personally that if, I'm, if I shame my children, they'll change their behavior, which is not healthy. It's... Um, Wounding a child, and you're gonna not have healthy relationships, and you set them up to then have very wounded adult experiences. So, anyway, going back to the story, I intervened on this, so my daughter was spared from walking home with wet pants. But it was not pleasant in general. I have forgiving him, and trust him. I am to have an dad. I want them to see an awesome example between their parents too. I'm not sure what to do at this point. Finally, when he does intervene, when they see us are
1: you same way, when my husband
0: is guilty and to um because I'm a very Example of if that's extreme, I'm hoping that's the extreme. What you just pointed out in that story, that that's an extreme, and and hopefully they're just more, um, you know, shame is shame. But that that's a real kind of that's that you can have your children taken away from you for doing that. Quite honestly, because to let a two year old walk home from somewhere with wet pants. They they could classify that as child abuse these days. So just saying. Um, the first step, though, is notice your own heightened response. You need to, need to do some inner child healing for your own wound that you've never healed because you're getting triggered. That's a shame trigger for you. You need to heal your own shame trigger so you can stay in control of yourself. You're getting flooded with your own shame and emotion and you're Not you're getting angry and you're on the defense now because your shame gets triggered. You go right into defense proactive mode. um, And then that just energetically sets everybody up for contention. So um, I've got great resources for healing that shame. Remembering wholeness, go to caroltuttle.com, lots of good stuff on there. Um, My energy, myhealingschool.com, Write support at liveyourtruth.com if you don't know where to start. They'll help you out. Uh, Secondly, uh, type 2 energy, a type 2 person, does not. it's embarrassing. They don't like being embarrassed in front of people um, because he feels like you're shaming him now. See, so he's shaming your children. You're shaming him. He's embarrassed, and the whole thing just goes into a big uh, mess because he's now defending himself because everybody's feeling shame. And so in most cases... It's aside from those that are uh, really severe, like the story you told me, I would I would have stepped in on that. Other times, I used to call my husband out too, and I realized that wasn't supportive to him, and it wasn't get what I wanted. Um, so I would speak to him in privacy. And again, what what do you see that he does that he does well as a father? Build him up. Let him know if you're only seeing what's not working. It's taken him out because he must have a background of he can never do anything right. So he's running that. So he can never parent correctly. I can never be a good parent. You know, what's his story? What what story does he need to heal? And you both need to start healing your own stuff and come together and have a good upon parenting approaches and talk about them. What can we agree to on how to handle situations? Because Go somewhere, strike the middle, and apologize to him that you've called him out in front of the children. That that was shaming to him. Let him know you're aware of that because you'll build some trust by doing that. Um, thanks for listening today. I've got a couple blog posts that I think you're going to really love because I think they're pertinent to parents. Uh, I have a really great post on the Child Whisper blog, the ChildWhisper.com. You're teach you're teaching your children about money, but are you teaching them to be poor? I learned a lot when I started to change my patterns. My husband and I started to shift our patterns of lack and struggle with money to a pattern of affluence with money, how I was passing on this wounding to my own children. And I give you my best tips on what to do with that to shift this, not only in your life, but to make sure you're not setting your children up to be poor. And then on the Carol blog, I have a great um, post by my blog manager, Jenny Collins, and it's pertinent to adults and to parents, did a childhood embarrassment shut down the song you were meant to sing? Jenny shares a story about how a shaming experience shut down a gift that she has. And she writes a beautiful post on what do you, what shut you down uh, to start to tune into that, to open that up. And I think as a parent, you're going to learn from this to say, what have I done to shut my own children down? And what am I doing? And it's very, very relevant to the conversation we have in the child Whisper check out both blogs and continue to learn and grow and to be that accountable parent that you are. Thanks for liking childwhisper.com forward slash. Um, I'm sorry. Thanks for liking The Child Whisperer on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com forward slash The Child Whisperer. I'll be back on the show next week for another live show. Call in with your questions. Thanks for joining me today on The Child Whisperer podcast. And until next time, create a wonderful week with your amazing family. And as I say, you're a parent because you're even interested in learning about being a better parent. That makes you an amazing parent right away just that. That's the only criteria you need. Thanks so much for listening today. I'll talk to you next week.
1: As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer, and Mother of Five Children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children.